No, dude, you got off jazzy beats. You never responded to my tweet about you being a punk drummer. You didn't respond to my... Well, yeah, I saw that. It said I was a drug user. <laughs> so, you're a yeah, time waster and a drug user. <laughs> it made it sound... The way you worded drug user didn't make it sound glamorous. You made it... <laughs> you made it Not, I thought about that after. I was like, maybe I should take that down. It makes it but sound... But it got, it got all the likes. So I was like, He's yeah. the depressing kind of drug user, people. <laughs> <laughs> Kind that wastes time with his drugs. It doesn't do anything creative with it or anything like that. It looks like Terrence is riding the, <laughs> the blue, the the green grass express. <laughs> Are y'all not recording right now? Yeah. I told you not to blow smoke around that. Uh... First of all, it's not smoke; it's vapor. Second yeah, it's of all, what Matt vapor. don't know, don't everybody just likes to pick on you, Tanya? It is. A, it's a. It's the difference is that it's water based as opposed to smoke, which is like got. Uh, Carbon and tar, tar, carcinogens of many kinds. Crank, turn us on. We got to go. Oh, you already got. We're already going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, you said I gotta get in. I gotta get in. and gotta get out. I gotta get. get you like the Bart Simpson meme? You know when his granddad walks into the titty bar where he's like working the door. No. He walks right in. And he puts his head up. Then he walks right back out when he sees Bart. Yes. <laughs> That's you. That's been me at a few parties recently. Oh, God. I've got things to do. <laughs> People to see. It reinforces God damn, to you're me in demand. That. You're getting people flying you out to Chicago, multiple dinner offers, all the while. Me and Terrence are yeah. jacking off the Sears catalog. Here we are. Oh, y'all don't appreciate me at all. That's oh, not that's true. That's so not true. That is not true. Evidence. I'm going to need to see some evidence. Strong paperwork. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to show me evidence the other way. Oh, uh, no, we can't produce that. We're not. <laughs> Other than the fact that we created this podcast and made you internet famous, there is that. I'm not internet famous. No. And if I am, no. I did it my damn self. No, we're like, we're like Kanye and you're like Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. You made this bitch famous. I was gonna be, I was going? gonna be generous <laughs> and say Nicki Minaj in the, fact that, in the sense that we put you on, but... Uh, we're totally fucking with you. Right yeah, now. we're totally fucking All you do is fuck with me. Literally, all you do is fuck with me. Every podcast needs a Newman, though, you know? Are you talking about Seinfeld Newman? <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not this Newman. Tanya You're... throws the headphones down and walks out. You're a Newman. Fuck trillbillies. She's going She's going to be. I, I guarantee you she'll be the part of the season of the bee coven before you know it. I'm dropping this. Mm. It'll just be me. It'll just be me and you, and we talking about when Tanya. We had it all with Tanya. And <laughs> yeah, it won't be till we the just end let it. Really. Yeah, don't know what you got till it's gone. Agreed. Well, that's all right. Um, then we can start our Frasier themed podcast. <laughs> Without I'm, new money, I'm not five dollars a month in oh, Patreon. Right now we are Seinfeld themed. Are we? You just called me Newman. Are you uh Frasier is a whole different television universe. <laughs> no, I said Frasier. I know. <laughs> but you called me Newman. Tanya. I didn't mean it. Here, uh, what was so funny though is when like she said, I'm not the Newman then pointed to me. <laughs> She's that kind of friend. <laughs> and this is evidence that listen, I wanna tell you something. <laughs> I ride for Tanya Turner. But I I do ride for you. But I want to tell you there there is there is one whole you're you're like ninety nine point nine 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 percent the perfect girlfriend except for the point oh one percent that that keeps you from being one hundred. You're not that great of a wingman, woman. You're pretty. You are a bit, pretty bad wingman, wing woman. How? Um, you... I'm not gonna argue this because. <laughs> I got blamed for this in college, too, because I lived with a bunch of guys, and they're like, we cannot get laid if you are going out with us, bitch. You didn't... <laughs> this was a perpetual, this has been a theme of my life, mm, I'm sorry. Interesting. Tell Patterns. me what's like the situation. If, okay, if there were a gaggle of girls sitting around, and they were talking about Tom Sexton, which would never happen, I'm just saying hypothetically. <laughs> Very hypothetically. But if... In the Fraser universe. But if that were the case, I got a feeling that Here's what a good wing woman would say. Oh, yeah, he's smart, cute, funny, big old dick. 
but what <laughs> Tanya, but, but, what, but what Tanya would say. Here's what Tanya would say. No, that motherfucker wouldn't tell the truth if the truth sounded better. <laughs> it's you not, can't trust him. He's a drunk. He's a gambler. He's a womanizer. It's not that we want you to lie. It's that we don't want you to exaggerate some real criticisms of us. But inflate them up into our entire essence. We just want you to mention a few good things about us and move on. And, That's all and, it takes. And, and omit and omit the bad that you know about. Us. This is the first legitimate critique of me I have ever heard from you two. I will not Everything deny this. Unfounded. I will not deny this. Okay. You are right. I could go easier on the two of you. You're sure you're right. You're right about that. Breaks we're getting, we're I, getting somewhere. But I recall, I recall where I think that you pulled this from is you and I were in the back of a cab in northern Kentucky after a Sturgill Simpson show one time. That sounds about like something I would have done. And I, I know where this originated right, right off the bat. And there was a girl that we hung out with there that was my coworker at the time that lived in Lexington. And you were like, man, you gotta hook me up with this. You what? What like help me out with this girl? And I said, Tom, I'm not hooking my friend. I like her. I like this girl. <laughs> That's what she I'm thinks. Not, I am not gonna encourage her to go out with your sorry ass. And the cab driver bust out laughing. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do remember that. He he was from like Neon or somewhere. Yeah, we ended up that talking to him. We ended up talking to him about Whitesburg a whole bunch. He was that from Whitesburg. S- so fucking cold-blooded. <laughs> and the cab driver was like, damn. <laughs> but this is also, also, this is that, like, Tanya is like a feminist and not the pop feminist sense of the word, though, too, because you actually care for your girl's well-being, whereas if you were, like, a bro bro, which you kind of are, too, you'd be like, nah, no, nah, yeah, do that, make that. Horrible choice to right. hook up with Tom Six. <laughs> yeah. You won't regret. You won't regret that tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I care about people, but I care about you all too. And I've also worked hard to get both of you out of bad situations with girls that you asked me to help you with too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fair. Both fair. of you have fair. been fair. down in very dark places, and I have done yeah. all I could do. Yeah. To get you out. <laughs> okay, of that's, some kind. That's where you lose me. All you can do, you. I I stepped to the chronically crazy. I can try to think of her initials, whatever I can't even remember. Yeah, but I tried so I literally tried to pull you out of that depth of despair so hard. It worked apparently. Actually, no, it didn't. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pay off a goddamn judge to get out of that hole. <laughs> I don't know what I could have done. Well, about yeah, that. there's not a Let's whole cut lot that, you cut can all do that, cut all that. in the legal world. Yeah, um, but <laughs> strike that from the minutes. Yeah, no, we'll give you that. We'll I'll give, give you that. that. You've you've bailed me out a few times that were in pretty crucial ways. I have took up for you all post breakups. I've been like, you know, you're making, you. I understand you're upset right now, but it's okay to just not be a good fit. You don't have to damage this person's reputation. <laughs> I literally have had that conversation. Right. That's true. We've probably been tarred and feathered, ran out of town, which has been particularly pathetic in my sense because this is my town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're blackballed from your own hometown, you got problems. Right, right. I am. Anyway, <laughs> first dates. Oh, God, I didn't come up with a good one. Oh. <laughs> Where to pivot from there? Uh, I didn't either. Well, first off, let's say that the impetus for this story was an article oh you sent God. us from BBC. Possibly the best picture and headline I've seen all year. I'm still really trying to figure out what the hell happened. Okay, let they me... look like something out of a horror movie. I know. I read it long enough that I think I got, I think I've cleared the full picture. So um, the picture was a woman squished in between a double pane, two, the two panes of a double pane right. window. That was the image. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank God she was, wasn't she like an Olympic gymnast? Amateur. That could have been a bad scene it, if she was. It said amateur gymnast, which I thought at first was a 
was making fun of her for trying to get in between the windows. But I think oh, maybe yeah. she was you really thought it was an like amateur. a snarky, yeah, snarky yeah. caption maker. The apparent amateur gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she really did. Maybe she really was an amateur gymnast. <laughs> because the rest of the article is not snarky. But that was at the beginning. I thought, oh, this is going to be. this is Gymnasm was the noun of uh, being in a state of performing gymnastics. Gymnast. Gymnastics, I guess, would be the, the noun. Well, you know how, like, uh, what was the sport called? I guess it's gymnastics. Yeah. Anyways, proceed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so the headline read, if I remember correctly, woman gets stuck in window trying to retrieve Poo. Right, and it's and since it's British, they put poo. Yeah, poo, which made it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to retrieve a poo, was she? After, poo. Oh, and the last part, it was woman gets stuck in window trying to retrieve poo after Tinder date. You know, here's the thing. I've got oh. a hot. I've got a hot take about this. I have no sympathy for this woman. I have no sympathy for this woman Big because shocker because sh- her actions. She could have been putting shit on somebody else. She was putting someone else's well-being and health and reputation on the line for her own. She could You've have never been... peed or pooped in a uh, a yard. Um, a garden bed. Maybe when I was like never tw- shit a yard. I would never shit in a yard. No. <laughs> You've never dropped shit on somebody's doorstep? And when I, I was a teenager. A <laughs> <laughs> we were all 12 once. Right. When I cared less for people's well-being. Well, um, so here's what happened, I think. They were on their first Tinder date. And they like went out to dinner in a movie. It went well. They came home, according to the article, for wine and a flick. <laughs> sure did That's what it said, wine and a flick. Um, because they were having a good time. Right, and, and she was home. sitting there, and she was like, and she went to the bathroom <laughs> because they had had dinner, and so she had to shit because humans have to shit out what they eat. Turns out, weird women too. How about that? And I, I did not see that it said the toilet wouldn't flush. Did you? Did you? Like, did you just assume that's what happened, or did it say that? Because I read it, and I didn't read that. Well, then why was she putting her shit out? The I think that she was afraid. To flush it or like see now if that's smell, true i'll retract what I, my little smart the smell ale- or whatever comment. like it did not say the toilet was stopped up maybe that had happened but for whatever reason she got her shit and tried to throw it out of a window her poo see this is where she loses me out the window <laughs> there's like, a social contract <laughs> never throw your shit <laughs> on other people I, like, anywhere <laughs> why throw shit anywhere why, do, why throw shit like I hear you. I hear you. But wh- can we not, like, at least make a small indictment on her uh, frame of mind for actually being willing to touch Did she touch shit? Yeah, let me finish the story, and then okay. we can, then okay. we can like, break this then down. We can break it down. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, because our audience doesn't even know what happened here. Okay. They don't even know Sorry, the, the ending. <laughs> they're, they're on the edge of their seats mm-hmm. right now. So what'd she do with the poo? I'm sure they are. <laughs> she tried to throw the poo out the window, and from what I understand, it got stuck. Instead of going out the window, it got stuck and fell down in between two panes of oh. a double pane because the window wouldn't open wide anyway. Uh-huh. It was oh, not, I see like, it was like a weird, it's cause like a city kind of window situation. You know, like sometimes big city apartments have weird fucking windows. One, one of them weird city window a, things you're all the time reading standard, about. This ain't your standard <laughs> double wide window. goes up and down, just easy peasy. It's one of, them, one of them finicky Euro windows. Yeah, this fucking Euro window. And so the poop gets stuck in between the window, and she goes in after it. So so maybe there's some, you know, she she wasn't going to just leave it there. So she went in after it. She got stuck. She was stuck with the piece of shit. She got stuck in with her really? own In between shit, the two panes? In between the I windows. I say that's what she gets. Trying to get out the window. That is, that's horrific. <laughs> that's and the deserves. fire department, her Tinder date to the guy she just met and had come home to maybe fuck if the wine was good <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, what would had really to suck? Call what would, the fire department. What would really suck is if he had to suddenly take a shit and he was like banging on the door. Hey. Hey, what are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? I wonder how he would figure it out. And then he would have to take a shit in front of her while she's in the double pane window. 
waiting, shit. Yeah, waiting for <laughs> the fire department to get there. So the fire department had to break the whole window out, shattered the window, and got her out of there safe and sound, thank God. Um, but so this is what this what happened in our text message, which is what you were getting at, is I was like, the real tragedy here is that this woman felt like she couldn't just shit in a bathroom without judgment. Right. Right. Which I thought was a reach because like nobody likes to but it makes more sense now. Because you like to well actually me all the time. Wait, 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 wait. For the listening listening audience who aren't in our group chat Uh, subscribe to Patreon and we'll put you in our group chat. Oh, God. You'll pay us to get you out of that. For the listening audience who wasn't in our group chat, you said it was because of all caps patriarchy. That was no, 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 no. The patriarchy. Okay. When I type patriarchy in all caps, I'm obviously. You know, I get triggered when you question male supremacy. And then Tom came in with, well, actually, and I just sat back and watched it all. It's just like. Always. He always comes in with the well actually. I am not. And then... Okay, between the two of us, who's the most well actually? Oh, oh, now you're the friend who's pointing fingers. <laughs> this is the episode where we completely fall apart. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I actually am. Well, actually, I am well actually. Every, every, all of your guy friends are actually the well actually guy from time to time. It's true. They are. It's just in us. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. So anyway, my favorite part may be was the after story about how the two of them together to get um, the 300 euro or pound. or They, they were in England, weren't they? England's pounds, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. 300 pound or whatever the fuck. The shit was 300 pounds? To replace the no, window. The shit was 300 stone. <laughs> they started the, the this new couple. This new, they are, by the end of the article, they were going on their second date. That's the more. That's the glorious ending here. But they together. Classic tale of patriarchy. <laughs> classic tale. They together. He's like, well, we've already been through so much. <laughs> it's like when you like have getting a car wreck on your intimacy. first date or something. It's intimate. What yeah, did you say on your wedding day? Intimacy. I was looking forward to smashing and dashing, but you went and got your stuff stuck <laughs> in the in the the double panes with your own. And then uh, oh, I knew you were the one. But they started a crowdfunding page to pay for the window because it was like a funny story. And they needed 300 pounds and they got 1,200 pounds like immediately. What the fuck? They've got a ton of money because the story was so funny. And so then it even had I'm in the so article. I'm so goddamn angry. I'm so goddamn sick of hearing people making money who don't deserve it. Yeah. So they, they decided <laughs> yeah. to donate the rest of the money to the fire department. You know what? I hate every person. If you person tell me that this story. isn't the best story of 2017, <laughs> I will kiss your ass. I, it's just this is the best story. My of hot take is it's the worst story of 2017. <laughs> it's either the best or the worst. It ain't nowhere in between. <laughs> oh my god! Well, wow. uh, I I was I loved it, except for the fact that clearly this is just internalized demons she's dealing with here that she didn't feel like she could just shit and flush the toilet and then yeah. it got stopped up just be like hey I stopped, I've stopped up plenty of toilet in my day and I copped to it god damn it I came out I said where's you fucking who has a bathroom without a plunger actually this happened to me at Willie Davis's wedding <laughs> oh yeah uh, Bethany was trying to hook me up with this cute bridesmaid of hers and she was like, no, nah, you ought to be great. She was just like building me up and all this stuff like a good wing woman does. Weird. Mm. And uh, <laughs> about uh, <clears throat> about 12 uh, Maker's Marks into it, I had to go uh, take care of that Cajun dinner we'd had earlier. Went to the only <laughs> bathroom on the premises. Went in there and blew that motherfucker sky high. I mean, it was not good. And then I walk out, and who 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 do I see? But the cute little bridesmaid that was supposed to be mine. And I looked at her and I said, "I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, it's not cute in there." <laughs> she never spoke to me again. Oh my god! Really? But what do you do in that situation? Like, I like she's gonna see that I Classic like. Classic case of patriarchy. Yeah. Yes, me. <laughs> <laughs> men, men. 
the next thing we've had mansplaining, manspreading. Now we're gonna have man shitting, where men just shit all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> on the subway, on the sidewalk, in your desk drawer at work. <laughs> we're gonna be like ferals. You're just gonna see me like squatting down, right. taking a shit on your car one day, Tanya. Uh, then yeah. you're gonna come up and say, "What are you doing?" I'm just gonna hiss at you. <laughs> Men have been <laughs> like run off and climb systematically a tree. <laughs> driven back into their most primitive animal state. Just from, from just from confronting feminism. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd rather die than do that. Shitting and pissing all over everything. <laughs> oh my god! Eating eating dogs and cats on the street just. This is too real to be funny. I'm crying. <laughs> Literal tears. <laughs> Terrence would be living out of that Dairy Queen dumpster. Oh, yeah. With those feral cats. Those feral cats. cats. And Leon. <laughs> Me and Leon. Leon's like, hey, good to see you join. Good to see you decided to join oh, uh, my walk of life. <laughs> Terrence would be shirtless and covered in grease. <laughs> yeah. Living under the bridge. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So I feel like the uh, actual pivot here is not to our worst first dates, but to the worst clogged toilets we can claim. Oh, you got mine. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. There's really no way to, uh, no better way to ruin your first impression with a bunch of people than <laughs> involving <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, <clears throat> apparently, it'll get you a second date. Might get you a second date. Might get you a second date. It has never gotten me a second date, I'll tell you that. You blown blown a few up? Uh, Not a first date story, but I have two work stories. One was my boss had a um, staff meeting at her house. So there was like 20 of us at her house. And, of course, I was driving the farthest to get there because it's in Berea. And I just think Berea doesn't have good... uh, Anything. Anything, especially sewer system. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I got there like 20 minutes late, and I had to shit as soon as I got there. So I got there, and I was like, sorry, I'm late, guys. Where's the bathroom? And I, because I'd never been in this house before. And I darted to the bathroom, stopped up the toilet. I mean, I plunged. <laughs> I did all I could do. The, ba- the toilet was stopped up. It was awful. <laughs> so I had to come out into and face 20 coworkers, and t- including my boss, and tell them that the only bathroom in the house for the next eight hours of our meeting was not functional. And so... That's probably the worst. <laughs> the only thing worse than that is if, like, you did that to, like, the president. <laughs> Unless it's President Trump. But if, you know, if it was, like, a really important, powerful person. But she had to go, like, spend 15 minutes in her upstairs bedroom cleaning or hiding things. That's what I like to think she was doing. So that people could go upstairs through her bedroom and use her personal bathroom. Oh, damn. <laughs> All because of you. It was already... I'd already stormed in late. Just complete mess. All just, because you, you just, didn't take your fiber. It was definitely a Hardy's biscuit that caused this situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Oh, God. And my second work story was that I was... <laughs> It was my first day first on the one. job of a catering. <laughs> have you, have you, either of you ever catered? May have some of that pot. Uh-uh. <laughs> Pass your vaporizer down here. You gotta let it warm up for a second. Either of you ever catered? Had catering done or or worked as a <laughs> worked caterer? As a catered to somebody's every fucking whim. <laughs> no, I know you haven't done that. Your ass hurts. <laughs> Well, catering is some of the worst work in the world because you're often dealing with rich people and the kitchens Say no more. that you work in are tiny because it's, anyway, my experience, I catered for two years and it was awful. And one of my, it was like either my first or second night on the job, you know, the you, you're cooking, you're like preparing and packing and board, like doing all this food in a very small kitchen, built like a little building with no windows and there's a really small bathroom and I fucking stopped up the bathroom in the fucking kitchen, the goddamn catering kitchen. Oh my <laughs> like god! Like my second. So day while on they the were job. making food, it smelled like shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm gonna suggest a hard pivot away from the shit. Talk. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut a lot of this. Too. <laughs> I hope that we can somehow splice together this and Tuesday's audio into something usable.
So let's see what we got on the old agenda. This <laughs> <laughs> is just getting worse by the minute. Um, well, uh, I have a new segment I want to try out. Um, does it involve your new Bible? It does not. This is not a Bible. <laughs> it looks like a Bible. Um, but yes, if this podcast keeps going in the direction it's going in, I'm going to start bringing Bible quizzes every week. <laughs> <laughs> Bible drills. Bible drills. Uh, no, I want to start a new segment. I don't have a name for it. Um, of like a grab bag of weird shit that I find at the Harry Cottle Memorial Public Library used bookstore. This is a great segment. I was just there just now. Um, cause there's some good shit. There's some. There's some good stuff down there. And anyways, I spent a lot of time down there today. Um. You know, our office, the water in our office doesn't work. So, uh, as a result, I've been, because I have to, like, you know, pee and other things while I'm working. I need to have access to a bathroom. How long has your water been not working? A few days. Is it, is it just your building or is this a downtown issue? It is just my building. Look at me for I don't know. So, I've I, I stumbled across you this. You get all the gossip. I stumbled across this book that I wanted to read to you all and today. You stole it. No, I paid for it. I did. Did you? Yeah. I stole... uh, I always support my local library. I stole uh, Magic Johnson's book about AIDS out of that library. And I was going to ask you to bring that. Next time we have our next... um, This segment next time, you're going to bring Magic Johnson's book about AIDS. Spoiler. The only thing he really says to do is avoid having unprotected sex with eight women in a Las Vegas elevator. Oh, God. What? (laughs) It's kind of like, uh, anyway, we'll get to it next week. So, uh, this is a picture book yeah, we can all read. It's for children. It's called About Dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's a children's book? Yeah, it's an open family book for parents and children. Together. Is that a kid and a chicken on the cover? It's a dove. It'll get to the story. I'll get to the story. This was snow. Oh. Look, and it's kind of, you know... <gasps> It's hard to I interact. See where this is going. It's hard to inter. It's hard for the listeners to interact because they can't see the photo. But just imagine a very cute looking dove. And three words. And her name is this is a dove, the bird, this the peace snow. bird. Symbol. He was alive. He could fly. Jane and Eric could hold him in their hands, so they loved him. Was kissing the bird, kissing oh dove, my God. kissing snow. <laughs> One day he was dead. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <There's> Already. <laughs> Already. What the the third page. This book moves fast, folks. You've got to buckle in. Are you fucking buckled? Because it's going to get a lot more fucked up. No, all right? No, really? It's, it, it, it will get more fucked up. Trust me. It's birds upside down. I can see its eyes. Why is its eyes open? <laughs> one day, he was dead. Y'all remember oh Snow from page one and two? <laughs> <laughs> well, Snow's dead, motherfuckers. He's dead, motherfuckers. <laughs> His fi- his head felt too loose. His body was stiff. He was cold. Oh my God. He didn't move anymore. He was dead. And look at the picture on Eric's face. <laughs> that is a dead dog. That is a dead bird. It sounds like my. a description of my dick. <laughs> yeah, snow is a me- metaphor for Tom's dick, you everybody. You call your dick snow? Snow. Yeah. <laughs> for telling everybody on Twitter that I have a Pierce Johnson, I'm telling everybody that your dick is now a dead metaphor in this fucked up picture book about dying. You're not wrong, pal. Eric felt like keeping snow. He was interested in dead animals. (gasps) Eric was a little fucked up. Mommy said he would smell awful. They would have to bury him. Here is Eric putting snow in my Eric was interested in dead animals. (laughs) So this little pervert wanted to keep snow even This is getting more fucked up. Oh, it will get more fucked up. Eric, it becomes a serial killer? It will, uh, just just wait, you'll find out. Jane found a box. Eric wrapped snow in daddy's soft handkerchief. Their their brother Michael came to see. Their friends came to see too. (gasps) (laughs) A lot of them were like, oh. They had a funeral? Ahead of its time in race relations though. Right, well yeah, it it is. there's some diversity here, yeah. representation. Um, I can't speak for the mic. Um, so, uh, they, so, yeah, they had a funeral. They dug a hole. They put the box in it. They covered it with dirt. They put a red flower on the grave. They were socialists. The bird was dead, but the flower was alive. You think wow. things are sort of looking up for Eric and Jane, right? Yeah. Well, here we go. <laughs> Eric started trying to look at Jane in the shower. <laughs> Do you remember how, quote, do you remember how you held snow in your hands and could pat him, said Mommy? I remember when we got snow, Grandpa gave us, gave him to us. Inter- this is interesting. Why would we introduce a character, a character we haven't heard of yet, Grandpa? That's oh, weird. Oh, no. It, it's weird. 
This was Grandpa who gave the children snow. He he drew pictures with them and smiled. He took them to the park. Oh my god! Why would we have another character named also, Grandpa? Let me see Grandpa. Let me see Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch a glimpse? And then he got sick. <laughs> then the grown up said, "Be quiet, Grandpa." Is sick. Oh my god! Grandpa's laid up in bed. Grandpa I'm died. Feeling sick. Man, I'm feeling physically ill. Mommy was crying because Grandpa died. Like the dead bird, he was put in a box. It was called a coffin. Erica wondered what he looks like now. I don't know why that's there. He wanted to keep the coffin with Grandpa. Kind of a little fucking weirdo is Eric. (laughs) He wanted to keep the coffin with Grandpa in it. We need to talk about Eric. We do. They went to Grandpa's funeral and to the graveyard. There's the graveyard. At the graveyard, the coffin was put in the earth and covered with dirt. They had to leave Grandpa there. Then Michael took a lot of Grandpa's things oh. and ate all his cookies, too. But he still felt empty inside. What in the fuck? <laughs> what? The fuck? This is our dark episode. I'm back in the I'm back in the captain's chair, so I'm I'm back. Uh, Steers cat. You can thought we, this can was we, an upswing please, from shit stories? Please take a picture of that and let that be the album art for this. <laughs> okay. All right. He still felt into inside. Jane was mad at Grandma for dying. She teased and tore things up. Then she cried and cried and cried. There she is, Terrence. Shut this up. This is awful. Jane, this is weird. Jane played making graves for dead bugs. She made beds for them to sleep in. She filled little shells with water and food. She wished the bugs would be alive and eat and see you move, but she knew they were dead. Look at this. This is fucked up. Like uh, Eric standing at a window. We can skip through some of this. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's creepy as shit. One day it was raining, Eric said. (laughs) One day it was raining, Eric said. Why do only men have black umbrellas? People wore black clothes when Grandpa died. Black made Eric worry about dying. <laughs> right. I could see the torment on his face, honestly. He right. was worried about dying. Yes. Mo- Mother, can I have a red umbrella? He's like that. He's a socialist. He's like that protester, uh, the umbrella man who was yeah. in the JFK assassination. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's protesting the war effort. He's protesting Neville Chambers. <laughs> he's protesting Neville Chambers' <laughs> appeasement policies yeah. at the at the uh, UN court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the red and bell amount safe. After a while, the sun came out. The children went to the park. Grandpa wasn't there, but they could remember when he was. And that's it. That's the book. <laughs> who? I mean, who wrote that? It was written by a woman named Sarah Bonnetstein. She has an extensive background in education as a consultant, writer, and Does designer. Does she? The Open Family series has grown out of a lifelong dedication to child psychology. That's what this I'm is. I'm afraid Eric grew up to be my stepdad. <laughs> and all of his fucked up issues. <laughs> this seems like an origin story he carry, of a guy I know. He carry around a red umbrella. <laughs> Jesus. And then Eric kept offering me pizza and wine coolers. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, anyways, um, so that was one book I got. I, I got another one, too, but we don't have to go there if you don't want to. I mean... Um, I don't know where we go from here. It has it has it has some fun little um, like a uh, game sort of like the one we did that one time about the ori the Oriental, you know, oh like games that are supposed to make you think about real hard issues. You want to see it? Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bring it out. I've got a bag here. This, <laughs> this one's called Computer Crime, with Robert L. Perry. Oh, um, this ought to be good. Yeah, it's written in 1986, so it's pretty badass. Computer crime in 1986. Yeah, so it's totally like um, it's it's totally uh ahead of its time, in some in some ways. All right, so uh, this this chapter wants you to think about the idea uh to think about the ethics of hacking, and um and about engaging in illicit activity on your computer. Mm. Man, there there was illicit activity in '87. Um, I'm sure that people were sending web exist in people were sending each other dick pics, but they were like one and zeros, like they were just sort of like dicks that had been like you know like on the old printer paper <laughs> when it wouldn't make it. Look. <laughs> yeah, uh, terrible joke, really bad joke. But these are pretty tame. The first one's pretty tame. The second one's kind of good. Um, in the movie War Games, the main character tried to get into his school's database to change his girlfriend's biology grade from an F to a B. He's being a good supportive boyfriend. Good, good guy. Good guy. 
In the movie Oxford Blues, a desperate student paid a computer hacker $1,000 to break into a college's rating system and move his name from a low position on a list of students to the second position, so he would be accepted at Oxford. Did both of these students commit crimes? If you think they did, why? If not, were they morally justified in their actions? Was one or the other justified? Why? It looked like you had something to say there. Sometimes when I see your hand doing this, I'm like, Tom's got something good coming. No, I don't have anything good coming. <laughs> I was just, I was lost in thought. <laughs> what's crazy is I'm, I just finished a book last night that talked a lot about this movie, War Games. Really? Yeah. So you have some insight into this. I've never seen the movie, but Oxford Blues. I say. So these are real movies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think what it really wants you to do, though, really wants you to ask if like him breaking into his girlfriend's uh, school database to change her grade is fucked up. It's not fucked up. Right. I say it's cool. Supportive boyfriend. Nothing. Nothing to see here, really. Like I said, that was pretty tame. (laughs) Um, But this one I thought was kind of interesting. This one was kind of one of those where you read it and you're like whoa how do i feel about this like how should i this is challenging my th- critical thinking awesome. let me strap in here yeah you better strap in um all right deborah found herself in a dilemma because of her knowledge of computers her father a doctor had purchased a computer to store his patient records deborah had done well in computer classes at school and her father asked her to help him set up the system as she was setting up patient records and entering information, she stumbled upon some startling information. The mayor of her city, who was a patient of her father's, had an incurable d- disease. However, he was running on an election. Uh, he was running for election on a platform of being fit as fiddle and tight as a drum. <laughs> All smoking me. This was 1986. So. <laughs> Deborah knew that the mayor was misleading the public for his own private and political reasons. If re-elected, he could resign and name his successor. Deborah also knew that medical records were confidential, but she was not a doctor, nor was she technically her father's employee, not to mention, like, Hippocratic Oath, but, like, whatever. Should Deborah let it be known to other people that the mayor was not in good health, but, in fact, was more than... Oh, this is asking you. Should Deborah let it be known to other people that the mayor was not in good health, but in fact was more likely to going to die within months after the election? Should she stay silent? Should she tell her father what she found out and ask him to persuade the mayor to make it public? Does she have an obligation to public? Anyways, was her father uh, Donald J. Trump? <laughs> yes. Like I feel like when longer. somebody comes on the offensive and is like, "No, I'm fit. I'm fit as a fit like kid." Yeah, it's that motherfucker's a good as dead a year. <laughs> right. Right. Fit as yeah. a fiddle, tight as a drum. It was it was one of those things that it makes you ask this like if I was in that position, like I would be serving the public good. However, I would be violating my father's trust, violating my father's the patient's Hippo. trust with my father, <laughs> violating the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> You're violating several things. But you might be protecting society, you know? It's it's that classic like ethic. A question of ethics, like, um, what's the one where they have, like, a train going um, at a fork in the tracks, and, like, one person is supposed to... Have you guys ever seen this? No. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Can you you kill one person or two people? Right, right, right. If you you don't act... Multiple people die. If you <laughs> right, do act, right. one, person one person dies. dies. But then, oh, but yeah, then yeah. that one death is on you because you <laughs> right. made it happen. Right, right, right. This is sort of like the, the oriental. <laughs> this is sort of like the is. oriental one that I brought up. What do you do? You know? Well, I'm all about, I mean, I've, I've long narked on politicians, <laughs> so I think we know where I stand here. Yeah, I think really what it comes down to. I'd have to look at his policies and pretty good <laughs> Spoken Why like is a stand on the fight for fifteen. Spoken like a man of rationality. What, what if he's like from? What if he? What if he's Bernie Sanders? Or what if he's the lonely person sticking up for DACA? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Lonely DACA supporter. Yeah, like maybe the daughter's just a huge, got a huge stick up her ass. Maybe like this she's a young, con- shit. she's a young conservative. Yeah, she's Peggy Noonan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's Peggy Noonan. I should have brought that book. Um, I thought you were. Oh, God, that would have been a good one. I was thinking about it, um, but at the last minute, I decided not to. Just know that if you are an AmeriCorps uh, member, that you will be 
um, issued a book written by Peggy Noonan on how to speak well. Right. And I read, you know, it's funny. Like, there's a lot of hilarious, like, uh, anecdotes in there. Um, but a really funny anecdote in that in that book. I was just flipping through it today since I had it on my desk. Um, and she talks about like, you know, she talks about speech writing like it's like a um, super trait. You know, it's like a superhuman trait or something like that. Speech writers are maybe the dumbest fucking people. <laughs> yeah, literally. Right, like they ha- they um you know only know how to speak in platitudes and all this other stuff. You know, it's just like they have no brain. And and like people like Dave decorum Brum. is way more important to them than actual policy or anything else. Right, like John Favreau, the Obama speech writer, right, right, like right, after right. the Charlottesville thing. Or like or yeah, David Frum would be the best. David Frum, yeah. Right. Um, and aren't they current? Aren't they constantly just testing things out? And balancing numbers. Speech writers? Yeah. What kind of, what do you mean? Like, um, they, I mean, like, uh, Clinton's campaign. She didn't say anything right. that hadn't been tested right. on an audience. Right. For um, feedback. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Focus groups. Yeah. Boy, did they botch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, anyways, where was I going with that? Um, so... She used, you know, she talks about speech writing like it's a superhuman trait and all this. Um, but like one of the best stories in there is, and this is not going to be funny for me to recount it. I mean, but one of the most ridiculous stories in that book is she talks about like springing into action after the Challenger explosion, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, and like you know, you had to. Uh, President Reagan needed to say the right thing at the right time. You know what I mean? Like she was like headed down to a science. Can I ask like, y'all a question? Have you all ever taken solace in any fucking thing a president has ever said? <laughs> no. Like, really? Have you ever been moved by it? Like, you know it's just fucking platitudes. I mean, maybe when you're young, you might mm-hmm. eat that shit up, but in your adult life, has any politician, like, sitting president, ever said anything that you're like, oh, well, that gives me hope. Right, right. No. no. I'm going to have to go But with these that. people probably do. Like, Peggy Noonan and fucking John Favreau on them, they probably... They probably like fucking beat off to all these tropes. It's true. It's true. They really do. Like, they're, but they're it's because it makes them money. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Get paid. These are the people that like write the same fucking piece every year about like shit, like fucking. God damn, I'm hiring groceries. Right well, what's sad is that I think that's legitimately what some people think a president is. Someone yeah. who does like after um, the State of the Union. Yeah, the State of the Union, wasn't it Van Jones that said, well, finally Trump's yeah. a president. Now right. that was it's a like, presidential Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> You're dude. Right. You're right. Yeah, that, but they're obsessed with that, and I think that they're also, like, obsessed with this idea that, um, like, they write these same fucking think pieces over and over again about bringing the country together. Bring, like, that's just like, does that not make you all mad? Like, it makes me like... Yeah, no. Like, it's... we need a unifying figure. When the fuck have we ever needed or had a unifying right. figure? Right, right. Well, I don't feel like Trump's trying to be in a unifying yeah, But figure. these people fundamentally un- misunderstand what politics is about. You know what I mean? It's yeah. about a constant struggle. Well, and the funny thing is that, um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Like, back in the day, like in the 80s, um, it's interesting to sort of, when I was reading that book, and this probably doesn't elevate the conversation at all, but like... Computer crime. <laughs> I was reading computer <laughs> crime. Uh, and um, those people, like Peggy Noonan, like the Peggy Noonans of the world were the um, John Favreau's of the world. You know, like... like yeah. Like they like the like the the right wing at that time, the conservative Republican Party, was pretty liberal, you know, com- right. in modern modern day standards. Like the country has gone so far right since then that even Peggy Noonan and people like that, I think, are just totally scratching their heads at like Donald Trump, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like that's all it ever was. It's just norms, right? You know, yeah. and it just really eats up people like Peggy Noonan. Yeah. As you can tell in her book on speaking well, which I should have brought with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But anyways, uh, if you're wondering why we're talking about Peggy Noonan, I'm not really sure. She said some dumb shit. Didn't she recently say something real crazy? I think she said some dumb shit today, but I didn't pay attention. Today. It was in one ear, out the other. <laughs> I thought you sent it to me. I sent, I sent a screenshot, but I didn't even read it. Okay, good. <laughs> You've stopped doing your own goddamn homework. <laughs> this is what this is where I'm at right now with the internet. I've mindlessly scroll through. I just pe- take screenshots of things I think are funny, like, <laughs> and I don't even fucking read the things I'm screenshotting anymore. And I just send it to my friends, like, ah, this is the stupidest fucking person ever. Ha <laughs> ha, this is fucking dumb. Just like, That's it. I've become so inured. We could not be more useless. You can shit post your way to being a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like yeah. This is you crouching and shitting on cars via the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. He was hissing, crouching and shitting on cars. He was shitting me. and hissing all over the internet. Oh shit. Um, I like that idea. Terrence is a feral boy. Yeah, <laughs> kind of funny. Just I'm like a- living in trees, <laughs> under bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look feral I with my like hair? Like, wait, like now your scruff is getting to look normal, but when you first start growing out your beard, you look kind of feral because it's just like real stick. It just sticks straight out, you know. It's just like <laughs> yeah, barely. Right. You just look like you just have been in the dark for a few days and you just came outside. Right, right. I'm really bad at growing beards. It's just like it kind of feels natural once it starts to cool down a little bit, you know. Um. Um. You know, in the summertime, it's really hard to have hair on your face because it's so goddamn hot. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, I uh, I feel like as it cools down a little bit, I'm feeling a little more in the mood to uh, grow a beard. And fuck, and fuck. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. No, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like dudes want to hook up all summer, but then it's not till the fall that girls want to shack up because then it's like really. Yeah, don't you feel like Why that? is that? I don't know. I feel like we Pumpkin have different seasonal times. <laughs> no, I think it's because like there's more like indoor time. It does kind of feel like the whole... The, once it starts getting cold outside. Right. It does kind of feel like the whole signifier pumpkin spice is meant to appeal more to a femme audience. Doesn't it kind of feel like that to you? <clears throat> yeah. But everyone should enjoy maybe, pumpkin. You're right. But like maybe that's why... I tend to make good pumpkin. Everyone. I don't think pumpkin spice has anything to do with sexual <laughs> prowess, <laughs> to use a sexton word. Spice. It's funny you say that. I had a joke I came up with the other day. Seasonal depression, more like seasoning affective disorder. Shit, I fucked it up. Season, <laughs> seasonal affective disorder. <laughs> seasonal affective disorder, more like seasoning affective disorder. I'm literally the stupidest person alive. <laughs> I'm the stupidest person. Would you rather live in a world without, speaking of seasoning, would you rather live in a world without salt or a world without pepper? I use pepper more, but I think it's because salt's already in everything. Could you imagine how funny it would be to live in a world without salt? Like the oceans would just have pepper flakes in them. (laughs) (laughs) There would be like pepper mines and shit instead of salt mines. You you'd like you'd have to work. I worked in a pepper mine for forty Actually, years. I can't is, open my eyes. It's what I is pepper? These every day. Is it brown? <laughs> I have peppered lung. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know why I find that so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> a world without salt. If you're pre- if you're prepping for a world without salt. That means you're a pepper. <laughs> you're a, pe- a pepper. Oh instead of, instead of a prepper, you're a pepper. It's <laughs> so fucking stupid. So so We've funny. jumped the shark, folks. We jumped it. We jumped seven sharks. Think about it. Think about it. It's a very provocative question. <laughs> oh, oh shit. My God. None of us would have been here because all of our ancestors would have died off from eating rotten meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no doubt salt. I already told you. I'm- <laughs> Stockpiling the meat salt. is too peppered. <laughs> My meat's too peppered. <laughs> it's not preserved enough. It's too spicy. <laughs> oh shit! 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 Do we have an episode? Feels kind of like we do. We got one. Sure, fuck it. Let's just uh, hit the stop re- button. Stop recording button on this motherfucker. Let Tanya get to her date. Ow, ow. And uh it's probably they don't think it's a date. I only think it's a date. So sad. Well, 
I I'll give you the report back to see how much of a date it you was. Hang, you hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing, homie. Somebody do will, you. That's, somebody will appreciate you. I know I'm trying day. to do someone else. I've been doing me. The best <laughs> advice. <laughs> the, best, ah, did it. <laughs> the best advice you can give anybody is do you. Do I agree you. with that. It's circular. You don't have to like actually say anything profound. Just be yourself. Yeah. Just do you. <laughs> You're True. making it sound pretty cheesy your world Tanya we're just paying what, rent what do you mean I'm making it sound cheesy <laughs> do you that's cheesy I feel like you're doing the fawns <laughs> hey, hey. Do you? we jumped the shark and we're doing you yeah. alright well uh, goodbye folks thanks for joining this this, this week hopefully we have a show for you next week <laughs> When I look out my window So many sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be That it's strange Yeah You got to pick up every stitch Mother cat looking over his shoulder, looking over his shoulder at me, and he's 